running for the touchdown. Jackpot, baby. Josh Jacobs. Welcome to the JT The Brick Show. Always exciting to play at home. We all want to play at home, and this is an unbelievable venue to play at. It's time for the JT The Brick Show. On a personal level for me, I, I just we, we can't wait to get to game day, right? We can't wait to get on the grass. JT The Brick. Cars up underneath James. Going to fire quickly. Jackpot, baby. Touchdown, Raiders. On Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your host, JT The Brick. Out of the gate and what a glorious Monday on the flagship of the Raiders, the real flagship. Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM in Vegas and all over the Raider Nation around the globe on the Raiders mobile app. The way to get the show if you're not in Vegas is download and tell all your friends. They just have to click on the radio picture in the upper right-hand corner. And you get the show from London to Jacksonville to Seattle, everywhere, like Rossi in Australia. People listen on that Raiders mobile app. That gives us a global show, not only a national show and a local show. Welcome in, Raider Nation. This is a big one. Wow. Did I expect the Raiders to be here? Yeah, this is pretty much what I thought their record would be. I had them at nine wins. Now they're able to go for 10 and make the playoffs in an elimination game against the Chargers. Winner move forward, loser goes home. Every Raider fan in the world would take this scenario. They would have liked to win against the Giants or the Bears or the Washington football team and wouldn't be sweating it out. But Raider fans, I think, would take this shot at home to do it against the Chargers. Look, if you can't beat the Chargers in the last game of the year at home, With a really big Raider crowd there, you don't deserve to go to the playoffs. You beat them, you have all this momentum, a big winning streak, you go into the playoffs, and you got a puncher's chance to really shock the world. So I'm excited. We welcome in my first show of 2022 here locally in Vegas, and I started in Vegas on Memorial Day 1996. Now I'm doing radio in 2022. What a blessing. What a great opportunity Happy New Year to everyone, including our Lotus team here, everybody I work with, everybody at the Raiders headquarters, everybody who gives us an opportunity every day to do a radio show, and our proud partners, which we're really excited about as we built that up on steroids this year. And I welcome in Golden Entertainment, the owners of PTs, the Strat, where they just locked in another residency, which everybody should be pumped up about, cheap trick. Arizona Charlie's and the 64-plus locations in the Valley for PTs. Sean Patrick, Sierra Gold, the SG Bar, 5 to 7, midnight to 2, the best happy hour in town. Wow, this is great. This is exactly what I've been preaching to you forever since I've been on the Raiders radio network for 23 years. Give me more playoff game opportunities or a chance to go to the playoffs. That's it. You want meaningful games in the new year, and we do. And the Raiders have an opportunity for greatness. They flexed it into Sunday. Incredible. Sunday night football. That's a three-day weekend. Friday, Saturday, Sunday into Monday. How great is that? So the flex into Sunday night proves a couple of things. Mark Davis and everybody who helped build the stadium and it will come. It has come. We got it. Build the stadium, and everybody wants to be in Vegas for big events. We know that. We don't have to sell that anymore. We don't have to sit here and explain to anybody what Vegas means when it comes to bright lights, big games, a brand-new stadium, and a global hub for the team in Las Vegas. Everybody's coming in. I've talked to people from Oakland who are coming in, L.A., all over the Raider Nation for this game. With the late game on Sunday night, 
It's the last football game of the season. Week 18 in the last game on the biggest stage, the biggest arena in sports, Las Vegas, as the convention authority and everybody at the LVCA says. So we got that game, which is a damn big deal. That's a massive deal if you look at tourism, Vegas, football, and what the Raiders could be doing long term. But you got to win the game. You got to win the game. But the Raiders have been winning games, and we sit here again this week scratching our head. How are they winning these games? What are they doing to win these games? Why are they tough? Why are they heart attack? You know, 9-1-1 games that come down to the last second. What is happening with this team? And I'm pretty good now saying to hell with all that. We're in the new year, just win, baby. And the fact that they won for John Madden, and that was a John Madden victory, and the whole league knew it. Everybody talked about that and understood it, that John Madden was the central thought process of the Raider organization last week, period. It was, and the league knew it. All the networks came together. Every home team did a John Madden moment of silence. Every broadcast partner spent their entire broadcast on Madden in the pregame and even the postgame. Sunday night football was incredible, and the Raiders haven't even had a chance yet until Sunday night to pay tribute to Madden. How great is that going to be? I have no idea what it's going to be yet. I'm sure I'll find out. But I know the Raiders will probably go big with that. So now the Raiders are in a unique opportunity. Typically, I'd want to wait a day to preview the Chargers and go over the Colts game. But I'm all into whatever we want to do today. I cleared out the guest. We're going to have our friend Harry Ruiz, the Spanish voice of the Raiders, at the top of next hour. Then just phone calls at 702-365-9200. I'm going to be off the rails all week. I mean, I'm confirming everybody. Bobby and I got in early today, put out texts, and everybody to a man and woman got back to me whenever you need me. From Ed Graney to Mike Pritchard to Steph McKenzie to Bill Romanowski to Phil Villapiano. Working on some other special guests. Lee Hacksaw Hamilton, the franchise in San Diego. Gilbert Manzano, uh, the big Charger insider. And Sean Merriman, lights out Merriman, who you don't like. He comes in here and flips over the console. He hates the Raiders. He lives in Vegas. He doesn't like the Raiders. Come on in again. Let's go. He wants in. I say, you're going to come in tomorrow, 1230. Lights out. Why would I put him on? Why not? Stir the pot. Get some people as fired up as me. Get some people going all week long. Take a couple days off from work. Get down to the stadium. Buy some new Raiders gear. And God forbid you sell your tickets to anyone other than a Raider fan. That's despicable. You make sure you go to this game. I've heard enough crap about people selling tickets this year. Oh, to pay for Christmas. I want to go on a trip this year. I want to pay for my tickets in two games. The hell with that. I've heard enough of that this year. You, You go to the game. You go to this game and you get there at noon and you figure out where you're going to tailgate and you get in there and you're fueled up and you meet me at the torch. We'll be at the torch with an overflow crowd with some special guest, wink, wink, coming into the torch. That'll be your pregame after you wrap it up outside. So I'm ready to go. I wish you were playing tonight. But we got till Sunday night and it'll be a great week here and we'll have all the content and hopefully you can jump in. And really bring a lot to the table as we can talk about what the Raiders need to do to win the game. I'm really positive about this game. I am. I'm positive about it, but the Chargers have had the Raiders number. They have. Justin Herbert is a fantastic quarterback. Fantastic. He throws a pick six here and there. He'll make a mistake. But the guy's a gunslinger. And they go for it, as I tweeted out today, on fourth down. They're coming to Vegas to go for it on fourth down. You know it. I said it. You know that. 
They're going for it on fourth down. They're going to go for two. They're going to be super aggressive. And the Raiders have to get out of this slumber and wake up on offense. They got to wake up now and get ready and brace the shootout. Okay? Because enough of this, you know, we're going to win here. We're going to get 17 points. We're going to win this game. No, 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 no. Not this week. The, the Chiefs smashed the Raiders twice this year because the Raiders were not able to keep up. Right? Weren't able to keep up. Kansas City just blew their doors off. Why? Because the Raiders did not embrace the shootout, nor they've had, you know, problems. Got guys hurt. They can't do it. Who's down? Who's up? Ruggs is out. All that. That's past us. Now the Chargers are coming in. Chargers slaughtered the Raiders in the first game by, the, by halftime. And then the Raiders had to make an adjustment and make it an interesting game. And the Chargers came in last year in their game here with no fans. And the Raiders had first and goal at the four with Mariota and couldn't get in. That game drove me nuts. That's the one game I wish we could get back. First and goal with Mariota at the four. Raiders kick a field goal. Herbert throws a bomb. Game over. They have the Raiders' number. They do. And we got to find a way to counter this week. And that'll be the breakdown all week long on how to do it. Now, fortunately, the Raider defense is playing so confidently at such a high level with that defensive line and that edge-rushing pass rush of Yannick Ngakwe and Mad Max that that will pose uh, problems for the Chargers, I believe. But the Chargers got Williams and Allen, big receivers. Eckler, who's a game-time, you know, big-time player. He, he steps up in big games. And I just think they're going to they're gonna want to put up 30. They're going to want to put up 40. And the Raiders got to be ready for that. And I don't know why the Raiders aren't ready to do that. I, you know, Carr's getting a lot of positive press for being captain comeback. I'm for that. I think Derek makes really big clutch plays. But, you know, this team scores on an opening drive, wins on the final drive, and then in between, the offense is kind of out of it. And they, you know, don't take chances, and the running game struggles, and then the running game has a decent game. I think that they have to embrace the shootout in this game unless you want to muck it up and you want it to get really slow and real conservative and take the air out of the ball and do that again. I don't know. Again, I don't think you can do that against the Chargers. I think you could do that against Indy and Cleveland and some other teams, but I don't know if you can do that against the Chargers. I don't like the Chargers at all. I've never liked the Chargers. Uh, their fan base, I, I enjoyed their fan base in San Diego. I did. They were good people. A lot of my friends, I lived there for eight years. They had great fans. Then they moved to L.A. They don't have any fans there. And they're building slowly a fan base because they have the marquee player to do that with, Justin Herbert. Marquee player to build the franchise around in any city. If the Chargers move to Portland, if they move to San Antonio, if they brought Justin Herbert with them, they'd have an opportunity to build around him for a decade. He really is that special. And if they beat the Raiders in Las Vegas, man, that's going to add to their small, tiny fan base in L.A. getting bigger. A lot on the line for the Chargers in this game. Raiders got a global fan base. They'll be fine. Raiders have to win this game because the Raiders are known for winning. That's what this franchise was built on. The Raiders are all in to win this game. But for the Chargers, there's a lot more on the line. Can you imagine being the Chargers and getting eliminated by the Raiders in Vegas as you're trying to build a brand in L.A. against the Rams and get some attention away from LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, Lincoln Riley with USC, everything that's happening there, oh, my God, there's massive pressure on the Chargers. I think the Raiders got a free roll here. 
I mean, there's pressure on the Raiders to win because, again, that's the goal is to win. But for the Raiders, nobody thought they'd be here, especially those phony frauds in L.A. who, who mocked the Raiders all the time and picked them to win four or five wins. Congratulations if you took the Raiders over the season win total and cashed that ticket. You all deserve it. Because the people who went against the Raiders, they ripped up their ticket, and they seem to not post it on Twitter that they got that one wrong. So the Raiders are alive. Cover of the sports page at the Las Vegas Review Journal. Win, and they're in. Wow! Round of applause for the newspaper for being positive. I've seen doom and gloom and pictures of Gruden and rugs and, oh, my God, oh, they, oh God, the sky is falling. Nice to see the paper. Right here, that gets delivered to the front door every day. My son actually brought it in today as he got his breakfast burrito at Roberto's. He actually brought it in, and I said, wow, you picked up the newspaper. I opened it up, and now some positivity. Win, and they're in. Imagine what the newspaper would have said if they lost and they were eliminated. Wow. Don't know what that would have said, but we don't have to worry about that now. So the Raiders now have an elimination game at home, Sunday night football, This is the most important week in the history of the launch of this brand-new flagship station. We thank everybody for downloading, streaming, and listening, and we really appreciate you. I ask for one thing this week, just one. Please listen. Bring your bleeping A game. Go balls out this week. We're not promised next week. If the Raiders win and get in, it'll be great for another week, and I'd love to see that happen for all of us here especially for my coworkers, everybody here that we work with, but you more importantly, our partners, the bars, the restaurants, the economy here, just to have another couple of weeks of Raider football to talk about. All of this week, a win, all of next week, and have that opportunity. The Raiders are resilient. The Raiders are resilient. For those who claim that I said last week that this team is broken, they're dysfunctional, they're splintered, This is, again, low-hanging Raider fruit by people who don't know the team and can't name the roster. They don't know the practice squad. They don't know the backup players. They can't pronounce their names. They are watching from a distance, and now they're jumping in going, wow, whoa, wait a second, how did this happen? They were never paying attention. All they did was jump on the Gruden emails, the Ruggs fatality accident, everything that happened, and they just piled on. Now they all want in, so let them in. Let them in. That's what Vegas is about. We invite more people to come here now because Vegas is used to people coming here. Let them all come. Let them all watch the game and watch the Raiders win. But how do the Raiders win this game? It's been the theme the last couple of weeks because of COVID, all the injuries. Will Darren Waller ever play again this year? Will Waller Waller play? Let's go. And who else is getting out of the tub and ready to get in and get out of the training room and play? All men on deck. All men on deck. Let's go. You don't have to be 100%, 85%, 70%. If you can play, you play in this game like the greatest legends in the history of this proud franchise. It's your job to play in this game and be ready. Get taped up, put whatever you need on your forearms, and you get your ass on the field and ready to go. Raider Nation's going to be there. We need this team to be at fuller strength. That'll be a big topic this week with our NFL insiders that we have on. How can we get more guys out on the field to play? I said this last week, and there was a deaf silence throughout the Raider Nation. After the win against Cleveland, 
chirping, nothing. Then after the win, you look at the Cleveland win, and then all week I didn't hear much, and I'm looking at the schedule and I'm saying, how about Rich Basaccia? Can we get a round of applause and a pat on the back for this interim head coach? I mean, what more does he need to do? People were jumping off this ship. They were diving off the cruise ship from the fourth deck. They were saying, this team is done. Oh, my God. JT, who's going to be the new GM? I said, stop that nonsense. I got segments to fill. I'm not doing it now. What the hell do you think I'm going to do here? February, March, and April. I got nothing to talk about. That's what we'll talk about, a potential head coach or the quarterback market or what happens here. I'm talking about games now. Get a caller on this show to thank Rich Passaccia for having this team laser-focused at practice, laser-focused next man up. Like he said to me last Thursday, we coach to play. If you come to practice, you got pads on, you're ready to go on Wednesday, we are treating you like you're going to play in the game. And those guys have stepped up. Just win, baby. The coaching staff deserves credit. Mayock deserves credit for the backups who have stepped up and are now making plays. Tom Cable seems to have stabilized this offensive line, which was an utter weakness to the team weeks ago, and now they're doing a pretty decent job. They're not a great offensive line. We know that. But they're playing well, right? They're playing better football. And then we look at Hunter Renfro having a a magical season for Renfro. What a year he's having. Incredible to see. And to hopefully get Josh Jacobs at 100% again. So he can have a big game if the Raiders need to run the ball in this game. Zay Jones playing well. Deshaun Jackson getting open. Okay, got to find him a little bit more. Foster Moreau can play and be more than a decoy if Waller comes back. And all these weapons who are left, I I like this. And as I've told you for a long time on this show, I'm the only guy who says this because it's not a bad thing to say. We found out that the subs are better than the starters. Say it with me again. We found out that the subs are better than the starters. We didn't want to do that. We didn't want to touch that topic. That's too crazy, JT. How could we do that? It's a fact. I'd rather have Diablo than Littleton all day. So would you now. You're getting a chance to see him play. You're, you're seeing substitutes come in and maybe play better. True Font, is he better than Trayvon Mullen? Is he better? I don't know. I think he is. You're seeing guys come in, play positions. They're better, the subs, than the starters. Defensive line. Look at the way these guys are playing ferocious up the middle. So there are some guys who are stepping in and doing their job, which I love about that too. And, again, this, the strength of this team is coaching. It is. The strength of the team is because of the way John Gruden built the staff initially with the approval of Mark Davis to bring in all those former head coaches. Rod Marinelli, former head coach. Tom Cable, former head coach. Gus Bradley, former head coach. Rich Passaccia, now current head coach. All these guys got a lot of experience against Boy Blunder in L.A. with the Chargers, who's Mr. King. I want to go for it on fourth down. And look, they might win the game, and I'll get the last laugh against me on that one if they sweep the Raiders. But I like the advantage with the Raiders coaching staff this week if the Raiders are in a, in a shot to win this game. You know, with the Indy game on the pregame show with Eric Allen, I said, just keep the game close. Just keep the game close and be manageable because I thought that the Raiders had a chance in this game to be in deep trouble if they fell behind. And they got off to an early start, which was good, and we'll, we'll get around to all these highlights 
and post-game sounds, but I'm, I'm just ripping now like Eminem. I'm freestyling right now. No notes, no teleprompter. This is all off the top of my head because I've been doing this a while. So this is a team now where, where I don't know how they're going to start. When they start fast, I like it. You know, let's get to Bobby. The Jacobs touchdown to open up the game. This drive was fantastic. Might have been the drive of the year and the most important situation in an elimination game. The Raiders go downfield and come through with the Jacobs touchdown. So Carr will come back at quarterback as Mariota trots out. Jacobs will be the running back. He has been lethal throughout his young career down inside the five-yard line. Going to get a chance. Stance right. Jackpot, baby! Touchdown Raiders on their opening drive. A wake-up call for the Indianapolis Colts as the Raiders strike first. All the calls. Brent Musburger on the call. So that was a good start to the game. And then Derek Carr got picked off early, and I was saying to myself, no, Derek, no, Derek, not today, man. We can't make many mistakes today. This is going to be a tight game. Here's the first turnover. Carr back into the gun is looking over to the right. Takes a snap. Looks in that direction. Going to fire deep downfield. Got Jamar Jackson in a battle. Rodgers has intercepted it. Rodgers comes back to the 20, 25-yard line. And he is slammed down to the ground by Zay Jones. Lost the ball when he hit the ground and got it back. But it is Colts ball on the turnover. First and 10 from their own 26-yard line. You know, but if you look at this, the, the Raiders' defense was fantastic. We move ahead, Bobby, to the T.Y. Hilton touchdown reception where this was getting interesting now. Taylor got a touchdown to make it 13-10. Raiders' defense still hanging in there. But on this jump ball where, once again, for whatever reason, the Raiders have kryptonite on their hands in their secondary. Eric Allen had 54 interceptions in his career. He could have caught this one blindfolded. Raiders don't make a play, and this is when I thought they were in trouble. Wins. Play action. Straight back. Steps up against the pressure. Beats it. On the move. Fires deep down the right side end zone. Wow. Touchdown on a deflected pass. Touchdown for the Colts. T.Y. Hilton, the quiet one, caught the ricochet at the goal line, and the Colts lead for the first time here today. That, to me, was shocking. Right then, you know, watching the game at the Raiders Tavern and Grill, a lot of Raider fans were just shaking their heads going, oh, I've seen this movie before. But after that, the Raiders started making big plays, including Zay Jones, who Zay is a really favorite target of Derek Carr. This was a monster play in the Raiders' comeback. Deshaun Jackson off to the right. Hunter Renfro's to the left. Moreau is set down as an extra blocker at the left side of the offensive tackle. Here comes Carr. Play action. Drops straight back. Looks down to the middle. Fires it up over the top. Complete. Got Zay Jones inside the 20-yard line. The big play finally comes. And it is Zay Jones who got open. And he is inside the 20-yard line. For the Raiders. Brent Musburger said the big play finally comes because big plays don't come. The middle of the field is wide open. You have a very good quarterback in Derek Carr, and they just don't take enough shots. They throw down the middle of the field. It's open. Here's the Renfro. Let's get to the Renfro touchdown in the call back when they touched his cleat. Renfro again. Throw him the ball. Let him go make a play. Here's Carr, takes a snap, sprints off to the right, fires on the run. Jackpot, baby! Touchdown, Raiders! Hunter Infro. There's a penalty flag down. I think it's going to be against the Colts, Brent. 
How great is that? So that was the play after. And also, remember, the Renfro almost TD. We have that here, too. Let's get to that one. This was wild because by him not scoring, it helped the Raiders win. Let's get to that. Third down and 10. Inside of a minute to play in regulation. Deadlocked at 20. Carr back into the gun. Here they come. Offensive line does a good job. Carr steps away. Fires to the right. Got it as Renfro. Renfro down to the 20. Gets back up. Sprinting for the 10. 5. Jackpot, baby! Raiders! Raiders strike with 42 seconds to go. Renfro was not touched when he was down. And he dashes on into the end zone. That's a 49-yarder. A 49-yard touchdown in the last minute. That would have been Musburger's greatest call. It would have been if he wasn't touched. It was still a great call. Everybody, no one thought he was touched until you broke out the extra special lens and saw that they touched one of the cleats there. But no big deal. The Raiders were able to milk the clock, milk the clock, and bring in Mr. Reliable. Here's Carlson for the game winner. This will be a 33-yarder. This is for the win. Cole checks his kicker. Good hold. Yes, baby. Jackpot, baby. Well, the cardiac kids are struck again, huh? <laughs> they kept oh, an interesting my. Down. What a run. <laughs> what a run. Incredible. So Raiders Radio Compass Media Networks, what a win. What a tremendous win. Everybody should be excited. It just feels like Christmas is still here. Feels like New Year's Eve. Uh, congratulations to the Raiders for entertaining us, not quitting on the season, not rolling over when others said they would, and answering the bell multiple times. Eric, right here in Vegas, been covering the Raiders since the early years. Go ahead, Eric. What did you think of the game? Oh, what I think of the game. Did you sleep last night? Because I didn't. I, I mean, I was up all night. I watched the – What's the show they have with Coscarelli and your boy Eric Allen mm-hmm. and Gradkowski doing the Raider, just doing the whole recap of the Raider game? And then my mind goes into the archives, JT. I go back to when I was a kid, and I'm thinking about LaMonica to Warren Wells, and I think about Stabler to Branch and Bulletnikoff, and I think about Gannon to, to Branch. And then I go up to, to uh, you know, uh, uh, Rich Gannon to Tim Brown. And now, now, as I hit those golden years, I'm watching the chemistry between Derek Carr and Hunter Renfro, and I'm loving this chemistry right now. It's terrific. I'll tell you what, that throw that he made on the 42-yard, on the touchdown that should have been a touchdown, the way he stepped up in the pocket and got away from Darius Leonard, that was just a, a, a complete elite quarterback stepping into it and making a great play. And you're talking, JT, about how the Raiders could win. I always say this when I'm sitting in my man cave, dust and dawn, I'm at the game, I'm saying create turnovers. We have five picks this year. The last pick we had was Nate Hobbs in the Washington football team game. We, you said, kryptonite on the hands. If we can create some turnovers, force a couple of fumbles, hit Herbert, make him throw a couple of picks, we're going to win this game. I'm telling you, we're going to win anyways. I just feel the energy. And we'll be at that torch with you before the game, and, we'll, and we're going to hear your excitement after the game, and we're going to the playoffs. And that's all I care about. I'm out. You got it, buddy. Take care. It was uh, very exciting. Very exciting, and the chemistry between Carr and Renfro is fantastic. That's why we need Waller back. Need Waller back because they're covering Renfro more. You can't double-team both of them, and that's why it's so important that Waller comes back. I I love the chemistry, and Derek knows that. I like throwing it to Renfro more than running the football, and I think you got to do more of that against the Chargers. 
Anything third and five, third and seven, forget the run. Abandon the run most of the time and get it to Renfro. Let Renfro do that pivot route, that head shake, and get open and have Carr step up to him, get him the ball. I'd rather see them go down that way. Go down with Renfro and Carr. Play with them, win the game, and advance that way. Jay in Vegas on 920. Hello, Jay. What's going on, JT? Thanks for taking my call, man. And Thank man, you. I appreciate, I appreciate the uh, after your post game, man, having a sharing a beer and chatting a little bit, man. You're truly a, a man of the Raider Nation and a man of the people, man. So I appreciate that. That beer tasted time. good afterwards. I was a good <laughs> sure post game beverage, no doubt about it. <laughs> sure did, man. Look, JT, check this out, man. I'm gonna go back in time, man. I'm gonna go back to where uh, after the Chiefs game, and I think it was uh, the Monday or the Tuesday after that. And everybody was all doom and gloom. And you gave like an outline of you went, you, you went, you know, game by game with what was left. And man, you brought out the Lloyd Christmas in me, JT. And I was like, man, you're telling me there's a chance. And look at where we're at right now, JT. We're on the cusp, we're on the doorstep of the playoffs. You, you, you nailed it on the head, JT, man. Coach Basaccia, the job that he's been able to do. With everything that's gone on with the Henry Ruggs and, you know, God bless Tina Tintor and her family, rest in peace, uh, you know, with the John Gruden situation, uh, with, with the things that happened in the middle of the year and, and losing to Casey, losing to, to the teams that we shouldn't have lost to, and for him to really transform this team. And it, it, this team is really, man, it, 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 it's gotten a toughness that I, that I haven't seen. And, man, I give massive credit to Coach Passaccia, man, for him to, to change up this, the identity of this team. And the way he called it, the way he managed this game, man, putting in Mariota, uh, uh, you know, all those times, man, like he, he desperately wanted to win this game, and you could tell by, by the coaching. Also, uh, huge, huge ups to, uh, to uh, Gus Bradley, man. Look, you know, I was going into the game, man, I saw Jonathan Taylor. I'm like, man, he's, he's a beast. And I was hoping that the Raiders could, man, just please hold him to under 150 yards. So, you know, he gets 108. It couldn't have been the most pedestrian 108 yards that I've seen. And him plugging in these players like Divine Diablo, uh, man, has been huge. I want to I'm done seeing Littleton. I don't want to see him ever again. Maybe if Diablo needs a breather. But I'm down with Divine Diablo and Malcolm Coons coming in, JT. Man, I'm just so pumped up, man. Thanks for take, Thanks for everything, JT. And, man, it, man, hope to see you at the game, man. Thank you. Yeah, I'll be at the game. I'll be there right at the torch. We're ready. I'm excited. My son's coming. Uh, my wife's coming. We're going to tailgate in the J-lot. We're going to be hanging with the black hole. We're going to be ready to roll. And if they win, uh, the, the sun will come up with me up seeing it. I'm off Sunday night from my Sirius XM show because the game got flexed. So I'm looking for a great night. And the Raiders have played really cool in some of these primetime games. Kansas City is a different story, but beating Baltimore, the first ever game, beating New Orleans and Drew Brees. Here's a Sunday night game in primetime. It would be great if the Raiders made a statement in this game. If they made a statement in this game and were able to win in impressive fashion, the whole league will be looking. Look, they can win this game 7-6. Everybody will take it. Everybody will take it. But at this point in time, the Raiders, this is an important week of preparation. Chargers are good. As much as I hammer the Chargers and – you know, we like getting half to Charger fans because there's not many. It's a hell of a football team. They got a lot of playmakers who are healthier and ready to go than the Raiders. They do. The roster is probably better health-wise and who they have with their draft picks than the Raiders. But the Raiders have some resiliency going here and some guys who are playing like their higher draft picks and better players than when they were brought in. And that is great. Five Iron Golf, the nation's leading indoor golf and entertainment experience. 
is the home of good vibes, neon lights, and colorful graffiti. It's inside Area 15. Five Iron Golf gives you access to TrackMan simulators, world-class instruction, and custom club fitting. Play around, take a lesson, join a league. Get your golf game better. Have a date night there. Go to fiveirongolf.com. Hunter Renfro standing back at the... We still have one more to go, but we're finishing better, right? Three in a row. And at the end of the year, that's all we've talked about. That's all we talked about before the season. And for whatever reason, we have adversity this season. We have adversity in the games. You know, it's almost like, gosh, can we get a break, you know, here there? But we'll take the wins. Trust me. AFL Godfather tweets, referee Cleet Blakeman is assigned to the Chargers Raider game Sunday night. The Raiders are five wins and ten losses with him when he officiates their game. This, this season he officiated the Raiders' 33-22 win over Philadelphia at Allegiant. Tweeted for purpose of information. I'd like to know what his record is when he's repping the Charger games. Uh, Raiders have cleaned up the penalties. They're playing smarter football. Alex Leatherwood, again, a little bit of an issue. There's one a game. It's usually pretty important and pretty big spot. But I love the way that that kid's available to play. I love his durability and his ability to play. Welcome back, JT, with you as we continue on. Happy New Year brought to you by our injury attorney, SamAndAshInjuryLaw.com, because you deserve what's right. Go to SamAndAshInjuryLaw.com. The Derek thing for me is really unique and interesting because the production has dropped, has dropped when it comes to yardage, but the clutch throws, I think, have increased. The only problem I have is that they're not taking enough shots, but they're winning, so I back off. If they were losing these games and the numbers were what they are, I mean, I'd need a fire extinguisher to host this show. You'd be coming through the phone spitting fire about the game plan, why aren't they attacking more, Where? why aren't they throwing more. It doesn't matter if they win. If they win and they believe that they need more running attack and it's paying off, I'm good with it. I'm not going to sit here and second-guess victories as much but as i preview the games going forward then i gotta wonder what are they going to do in the passing game what are they going to do to open up the offense a little bit more i mean the raiders only had 85 net rushing yards 85 on 27 attempts averaging 3.148 a carry that's not good enough it's not good enough to really beat anybody but they won the game because the raiders were six for 14 on third down, and the Colts were 3 of 11. How about Gus Bradley in that defense with that number? That's a big deal. So I, I like the way the Raiders are playing defense. The total return yards for the Raiders, 107 to the Colts, 39. Very good special teams advantage. You know, the opening drive was 12 plays, 75 yards. They got a field goal on a seven-play drive, seven plays, and they didn't have to really go much. You know, at the Indy 35, the field goal. Uh, Las Vegas had a field goal on a nine-play drive, 31 yards. And then uh, overall, when you look at what happened at the end, the field goal to win it, 10-play, 60 yards. So when the Raiders open up a game and end a game, it's kind of beautiful, isn't it? Man, look at that opening drive. They get the ball, they score. And then you come back and they, they get in field goal range to win the game. And they deserve a lot of credit for it. But it's that middle of the game.
where you scratch your head and go, the defense is getting off the field, giving Derek the ball back, and the team, for whatever reason, can't get in a rhythm. They can't get in a rhythm. So that's what concerns me. Can they get in a rhythm in this upcoming game quickly and to play with the lead? Because if the Chargers become pass predictable, I think the Raiders' defense is up to that challenge. All right, let's keep going with Jerry in Santa Clara. Jerry, thanks for waiting. Go ahead. Hey, JT, it's Gary in Santa Clara. Uh, I want to wish you and uh, and Julia a happy New Year's from Carla and myself. Uh, We'll see you Sunday there at the Thank you, Gary. Look forward to that. Look forward to seeing Carla, too. Thank you. You bet. Uh, I got three points I want to make on the game. Mm -hmm. One uh, is that defense, man. Gus Bradley has that defense playing great with some names that weren't there at the very beginning of the year, Uh, holding Jonathan Taylor to uh, to 108 yards. and and they weren't he they, they didn't allow him to crash the game. That was the big part of the defense for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other two points are both uh, with the offense. One, they came out and they got that fast that fast start. We need them to keep getting that fast start. Uh, that brings me to the next point: is Darren Waller needs to play. He needs to play and he needs to play bad. Uh, and this is starting to remind me of that of the preseason where he was off on the other side of the practice field, not getting out there in the games. This is playoff time, man. We've had three playoff games essentially so far, and we've won all three of them. We need him back. He he is uh, he's a key. We need him back, and and I just hope he's not uh, turning into a Trent Brown type of situation. No, I don't think he is. Appreciate the call. He's nominated for NFL Man of the Year. He's not like that at all. If he can play, he'll play. You know, Darren, I think was coming back and ready to play until COVID, and then I believe you know he should be able to clear with the COVID protocol. I mean, everybody's got COVID now. I mean, how many people do you know? that I know, my wife knows, just got off the phone with my buddy, works for Fox in L.A., and he was a shutdown guy, didn't go out much, he's got it. I mean, everybody's fighting through COVID, and I would hope that they'd be in a situation where they can get him back and ready to play, and then you know, he's such a good athlete that he'd be ready just to come in and light it up and play big again, eight, nine receptions, and go back with him. Derek needs him big time. I think it'll add to Derek's confidence He'll be the number one target again. Renfro will go back to number two, and it will really open it up for Deshaun and Zay on the outsides with Waller being double teamed. Chargers know how, know how good Waller is, so we'll be monitoring that very closely. And as you know, everybody who's listening to the flagship know, tells they'll tell you, the Raiders are very tight with giving out information. I'm in the building a couple days a week. They are very tight on information with their players' availability if they're injured. So we'll find out when you find out from the Raiders, or maybe someone will jump in here. Someone will jump in here and say whatever it is, that, hey, we think Waller's going to play. But he's got to play if he can go. He doesn't have to be 100%. He needs to suit up and be an inspirational leader in this game, and I expect him to play. Gabe in Tallahassee, Florida. Go ahead, Gabe. Hey, JT, how are you doing? Good, thank you. Uh, hey, I want to wish you and Bobby a happy new year. And I want to tell you, there's nothing that gets my blood boiling when you exclaim from the heavens of Raider Nation for the Raider Nation to unite. Um, I'm super excited to watch this team from afar uh, in the Sunshine State, but I'd give anything to be out there in Las Vegas and, and cheer on the Raiders as we come back through uh, full circle with this crazy year that we've had. I feel like these last couple of weeks were finally forming an identity and I think it really starts on the defensive side of the ball. Um, despite the team not taking your draft recommendation of Micah Parsons, which I really believe was a genius idea if we could go back in time, but we somehow formed an identity, I think, on that side of the ball. And I, the team, if they could just take care of the ball this Sunday, 
stop them from scoring touchdowns. And I think make sure that we take care of the football and, and be efficient in the red zone. I think we've got a great chance. And let's take it into the playoffs. And the last thing I wanted to say is let's get Cliff to Canton and let's yeah. cheers to some Modelo someday, JT. Thanks for the call, my friend. Appreciate it. You know, Cliff to Canton is a really big deal. It's a really big deal for Cliff Branch, the only senior finalist there, Dick Vermeil on the coaching side. I hate to say it's a done deal because I know the Hall of Fame, and for whatever reason, Cliff should be a done deal. And that'll be the priority of my summer and hopefully your summer to be able to go. I don't think it's going to be a great Hall of Fame class. I think Cliff Branch, uh, when he gets in, will be the Raider Hall of Fame class. It'll be unbelievable to go back-to-back with Coach Flores, Charles Woodson, and then go back for Cliff to Canton. I'm clearing out the schedule for that weekend to be a part of that. I could tell you, Cliff was a very good friend of mine. I got to know Cliff great. I mean, unbelievably great. It was a blessing in my life to know Cliff Branch and consider him a friend. And this is a big one. I know everybody's thinking about that, and that'll be a big topic in the offseason. Passionate Raider locking in to start off the week ahead on the flagship. Yes, sir. Good afternoon, JT. Hey, JT, I'm still like the first caller, man. I was up all night long, man. I think I got up and, and, and put the game on two or three times just to look over some stuff, man. And, and, and you know, it, 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 it was another Raider victory, another great example of a gutty Raider victory. But I was looking at that uh, uh, of our ranking and where we're at with the playoffs right now. JT, just think if we won – those three, possibly four games that we would have won this year, we would be sitting in first place at the top of the AFC right now with home field advantage. So we're not far off, JT. But, you know, I'm like you. I want to see the more air in the passing out down the field, too, and I wonder why we don't. But we're winning. And, and this is what I thought about it. This is what come on my mind is, Derek, if Derek's forced with too much, he makes too many bad decisions because he's had a lot of turnovers these past three weeks. Also, JT, the defense has bailed us out, has played. But it just goes back to even when there is a turnover, JT, these last few weeks, these guys aren't giving up. The heads aren't dropping. They're not looking back like, oh, my God, here we go again. Because that's what we've been used to. That has not happened this year. I said it when we got our asses kicked by Kansas City. We're taking tryouts for next year's Raiders team because that's what it's always been. And these boys since that game have buckled it up. We could have easily won that Washington game with one pass one more pass completed by the quarterback, but it is what it is. Turn, mm-hmm. Put those put those turnovers down, and we're rolling through these Chargers on Sunday Night Football, JT. Prime time in the black hole. We started out on Monday Night Football. We're ending on Sunday Night Football to punch a ticket. There is no excuse whatsoever that these boys – there's nothing. I don't think there's anything in this world that can pump this team up and have this team focused for what they wanted. They got a taste of that home field advantage against the donkeys that they haven't had all year long. And I think that little fire under their asses that we're going to come out on Sunday and handle that business, JT. Don't put too much on Derek's plate. Play as a team. Everybody fall in line. Do your job. Game over. Let's go, JT. I haven't been this excited in a Razor season in 20 years. I've been waiting for this, man. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Appreciate the call. For Derek, he's thrown for... 4,618 yards, 21 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, a 94.3 quarterback rating, which is solid. Very good. Uh, Justin Herbert's coming in with everything at his disposal 
to attack. And I think the Raiders are going to have to put up a lot of points to win this game. That's historically what happens in a Charger rivalry game. It could be Dan Fouts, Phillip Rivers, whoever it is. got to come ready to throw against this team. Doghouse Saloon at Resorts World, the place to go in town for Monday Night Football. We came into the game with, with um, a little bit of a mentality of if we got ourselves in fourth and two, fourth and one situations, we, we thought we had a good enough package um, where we could do some of those things. And, and I thought you saw Derek create today. You know, I thought he had two or three, you know, two for sure, top of my head, and I know I think three plays where he created and, and made big plays. So when he has the ability to step up like that and move himself around a little bit and, and uh, put himself in position to create, whether it's third down, fourth down, whatever, um, you know, he did a good job with that. Now, I thought against a, a formidable front, our, our offensive line bowed up today and, and did a heck of a job and, and um, protecting him for the majority part of the day. That's Rich Passaccia, the head coach. We'll talk to him on Thursday. We'll have that interview coming up. JT, back with you. Disturbing story. According to TMZ and TMZ Sports, Las Vegas Raiders cornerback Nate Hobbs was arrested for DUI just hours after the team's win over the Colts after cops say the rookie was found passed out in his car in Las Vegas. Law enforcement sources tell TMZ cops responded to the Cromwell Hotel around 4 a.m., 4 a.m., late Sunday night, Monday morning, after they say witnesses saw Hobbs asleep at the wheel on a parking lot exit ramp. Our sources say officials made contact with the football player and eventually arrested him after they claim he did not do well in field sobriety test. Jail records show the 22-year-old was booked into Clark County Detention Center at 6.38 in the morning. A jail official tells TMZ that Hobbs was booked on one count of misdemeanor DUI and is currently in the process of being released from custody. The jail official added that Hobbs has a court, a court date set for May. So the arrest comes two months after Hobbs' former Raiders teammate Henry Ruggs was accused of driving drunk and slamming his car into 23-year-old Tina Tintor. Uh, incredible here. Hobbs' status for the game now is unclear, and obviously the Raiders have not commented on this yet. I'm only reporting this because it's going viral on TMZ, and TMZ is usually 100% accurate with their reporting. And I've been covering TMZ and working with them up for most of my career. So th- that's out there. A lot of people are talking about that now, tweeting that. I have zero details on it, but it's my job to report on this because it is out there now and what effect that will have. And, you know, depending on how accurate this report is, uh, it, this is very disturbing at this time. Obviously, for the uh, what we just said on a potential DUI, but arrested. Raiders locally reporting Raiders player Nate Hobbs was arrested for DUI this morning after being found asleep at the wheel in the parking garage at the Cromwell. It's unacceptable on any level, on any level, for anything like this to happen. But considering the message and the DUI fatality after what happened to Ruggs, I'm literally in shock right now to read this story to you which is now trending at TMZ. 
9,200 on this. And we'll see what happens. You know, innocent until proven guilty. Uh, people here are speechless about that, and we'll wait to see any response that will come out of the Raider organization or more that will be reported on this. But it's up on Big TMZ and TMZ Sports right now. I've lived in Las Vegas a long time, and I've said this again, and it's the opportunity to say it to everyone. we got young kids in the car. we got people that are listening for the first time. This is the easiest city in the world to get a cab or an Uber or to find a way to stay and not leave a facility and wait. And every Raider and every player in the NFL has a phone number right in their phone to call, and the team will come pick them up. No questions asked. No questions asked at all. They won't ask them a question. Just get in the car. So, you know, we've talked about this at length. We've been talking about this at length. Rich Passacci is going to meet the media. We'll try to take that live if we can on the update that Nate Hobbs arrested for DUI allegedly passed out in his car here in Las Vegas. Wow. We got a game to talk about this week. It's obviously a next man up at whatever position any player is in. The Chargers are coming into town Sunday night, and we have in-depth team coverage right here on the flagship Raider Nation Radio. 